Welcome to On Your Mark, Get Set, Review, the pop culture show with a game show twist. I'm your host this week, Josh, and joining me are Andrew. Uh, Death Machine. And Will. Hey. And uh, we are talking about uh, 1994's Death Machine. Classic. Uh, <laughs> this, a- uh, this movie came about... Basically because we watched Hardware last week, and uh, I wanted to keep things going with another killer robot movie, so I picked this one. Um, it's also a great uh, yeah, James Brown song. Also a much better uh, <laughs> killer robot movie than Hardware, I have to say. Uh, yeah, we'll just get that I out think of the that's way. without I think dispute. This is a little bit more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, this is more enjoyable, uh, especially the latter half of oh, this yeah. movie is uh, definitely more fun than the entirety of hardware um so yeah let's let's get into it then well, uh, before we, i just want to harvard's just so dour it's not fun at all really it's just stuck in this really yeah, this shitty mo- world okay so the thing about this movie is it definitely it definitely like airs on the right side of silliness like there are some very silly things in this, this movie. movie is i would say rather heavily tongue-in-cheek uh yeah but it also doesn't take yes. itself too, but it's also like you know you know, it can be silly, but, you know, it's still kind of in this universe. We don't want to take it too over the top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't break They don't break the world that they make completely, although there are a few times where they get right there up to the line. There is one part as in this we'll, movie. As we'll get like, to. Okay. That's a little <laughs> yeah. bit too far, but you know what? I enjoyed it. <laughs> so, essentially, let's just let, let's break down what this movie is. Uh, it takes place in the year 2003. Uh, the, the very distant, the very distant future, um, and basically there is this giant mega corporation uh, called Shank. What uh, a name! Close that, to his third. <laughs> yeah, you're very dangerously close. That's uh, uh, that's spelled C H A A N K, and they produce military hardware, and they are in the process of creating these. Uh, like man machine ultimate fighting weapons called the hard man uh, <laughs> Bad idea project. For name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, but nothing, they don't work correctly as we see at the very beginning when one of the hard, uh, hard man prototypes is just punching a wall repeatedly um, while a woman cowers Shades in fear. Shades of Robocop 2 all over this movie. <laughs> yes. Um, and so uh, we get our, in that scene, the very early scene, we get our first uh, shot of uh, returning actor William Hootkins, who played the pervert in last week's and Hardware. And Star Wars. Uh, and and possible pervert in real life. Playing a, his character name in this movie is John I Carpenter. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's one thing that we can get out of the way now is that a lot of uh, characters in this movie are named after directors uh, for some reason, which is really kind of strange. And we'll get to those, I guess, as we go. Well, along. it's not just, um, well, it's mostly directors. And then there's like some uh, uh, names taken from aliens oh, yes. or uh, aliens. Yeah. Which is very yeah. strange. Um, but basically there's uh, there. These robots don't work. There's outcry. Uh, there is a new, um, uh, new chief executive of Chank Corporation. Jesus, I really don't and... like hearing that name. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get letters every time we say that. 
<laughs> um, and uh, anyway, so she's there because their previous uh, head has been murdered mysteriously. Um, and oh wait, this kind of confused the, me because either I kind of maybe missed the part of the movie that dealt into that, or was that something that just came up during that conference they're talking at? I it, it's right before during during the uh, news uh, news report. They're they're talking about how the guy died under mysterious by the way, circumstances. This movie was very really the only me. time. Yeah, uh, the first the first half hour of this movie is a lot of information dumped on you, and uh, I don't know if any of it really is necessary no, for what comes at, at the end of the film, which is just a a crazy chase uh, with a with a giant robot. It's a lot um, like hardware in the way. There's so much set up for this world that really doesn't need to be delved into at all, but at least it still yeah. deals with the themes of the movie, like the second half. It doesn't just go, oh, okay, yeah. now it's a killer robot. We don't have to talk anymore. The end. Yeah, I mean, the the killer robot is there from the beginning. So at least it's kind of, it's necessary, I guess, for the rest yeah, of the movie. Yeah, it's continuing the rest of its um, theme. It's not just going like, eh, this is a different movie now. Sorry, you got suckered in, motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, we... we um, basically get this, this scene in the boardroom where one of the... Uh, the board members, the board of director, whose name is uh, Scott Ridley. Uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of boardroom, he, I'm bored at the scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, he wants to cover everything up. She says that it shouldn't, and we basically start talking about Jack Dante, uh, oh <laughs> who is named after Joe Dante, and he's the lead engineer on this project of the the Hard Men. And uh, they kind of want to figure out what he's doing, and he's also working on some other secret thing. And well, Dante uh, is played by Brad Dourif. Oh my uh, god, an amazing actor! Great uh, actor, yeah, killing this movie. Yeah, the scenery, yeah, chewing he's, in each scene is delicious. He's definitely the best part of the movie. Um, er, later on, like she goes down to his office, uh, and he is <laughs> he's watching a cartoon. Of a guy killing a dog, and it's just on repeat over and over <laughs> and over. It's so weird. And and of course he is an evil hacker uh, because he mentions getting all of this information about her, and she asks how, and he's like, "Simple hacking," <laughs> and like that's the only explanation he gives. Well, I think he's also evil because he owns a bunch of action figures. He can't trust a man who owns a bunch of action figures. Oh yeah, does it? Don't they show he has like a Mumra action figure from He Man or That's something? Vintage. He has all kinds. Yeah, he has. <laughs> he has all kinds of stuff. Um, uh, did you guys uh, so notice yeah. uh, the one line role for Rachel Vise in the court in the uh, the boardroom mm-hmm. scene? It, it was yeah. uh, uh, and that will distracting. That will come up again oh later. Oh my god, That's right. That was <laughs> that her. Will, yeah. Oh no. Um. So basically. Our our lead act uh, our lead character Hayden Kale is her name. Cal uh, Yeager. <laughs> she, <laughs> she heads down to Dante's office and they sort of get into this weird uh, conversation and he reveals his hacking uh, his hacking skills and um, I'm kind of confused then, uh, at this point in the movie. What was going <laughs> on? There's he's working with someone and he gets ahead of. The executive or something, and now the executive's scared. What? What? 
it it it's never really quite. It's never really explained how he has all the power that he has. Because mm-hmm. like he's like a uh, I guess until basically. a little later. He's like, so yeah. like uh, Edward um, Bigma at the beginning of Batman Forever. He's like, who gives a fuck? It's just some worker. Just lap his hand oh, away. Oh yeah, you're right. That's actually a good. That's actually a good comparison. Um, but then we get introduced to some random guys who are who are looking for the, one of the board members, the Scott Ridley guy. And the best part about that scene is that they are the one guy is smoking <laughs> a ridiculous joint. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like it's like it's like nine joints all taped together. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm in flavor country. <laughs> and yeah, and the other guy it swaps and, it out for like a, a a big single joint, which for a moment I thought was just a popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these characters are pretty so, badly introduced because I yeah, had no idea what the hell they were doing. I had like to, bad guys at first, like these are terrorists, and then yeah. like, oh, and then like. When they take over, you're like, oh, okay, these are good guys. I guess that was a twist, that they're good. That well, they're I mean, they are yeah, terrorists they in a of, sense. Uh, they're like a they're, vigilante. Yeah, they're like they're yeah. terror into us. They are good people. Not like Al-Qaeda the best or part, ISIS. <laughs> the best part is when they when those those guys whose names are Sam Raimi and Waylon and Yutani. Wow. Uh, the, the alien reference that you brought up <laughs> earlier. Um... The best part is when they get in to the to the comp the chank compound. Oh god. <laughs> they they talk about what they're going to do and they're going to get the access cards from these people and then they're going to work their way to get to the digital soft spot which mm. and I wrote this down because it is just a bunch of gobbledygook. <laughs> it is a quad matrix of Google Plectic memory coprocessors <laughs> and 350 billion in master software right, bonds. I did not understand <laughs> like, their motivation to the plot <laughs> at this point. Like, they need to get somewhere and destroy something. I'm like, okay. But why? why? Well, I think what they're, I think what the movie is trying to do is set them up as uh, villains who are trying to rob you know, the building, and then it pulls a switcheroo on us and reveals later on that, oh, actually, they're good guys, and they're trying to destroy this company because this company is bad. Um, so oh, uh, yeah, th- th- this is this is silly. But like, I want to jump back just a little bit, and I'm unfortunately going to have to say the company name again because it's oh. uh, <laughs> it's very funny. There, there's an earlier scene where she's reading this psych evaluation of Dante, who is uh, who's uh, Brad Dorf's character. And it's being read along by the computer, <laughs> and then they get to the name of the company, and the voice completely changes. Like it's just this uh, ad insert company name here blank. So it's like additional reports are born out of Chank psychological <laughs> evaluation, Mister Black. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I just have. A, it's just the first half of this movie before the robot starts running muck. It's just really long. It's not very fun. Yeah, it, it does. It does take a little while. There's the the scene later on too, where uh, Dante shows up and is like threatening her, and then he brings out he brings up the fact that she was in like a porn yeah. magazine or something. She was young. Was. Yeah, I she didn't know any it. better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, and then she says that she was just a kid when the pictures whoa, were taken, wait, which what? is just very creepy. No. Well, yeah, yeah it, it was hard to imagine uh, someone with that kind of history could uh, rise through the ranks and become the CEO of uh, a, a large weapons manufacturer. 
and have that be completely <laughs> under the radar of everyone. And like no one's like going and making fun, yeah. making fun of her for that or making horrible nicknames. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's the only one who knows about it because he likes to look at vintage pornography. Well, I guess, apparently, this is like before so. the advent of internet, so maybe she would be able to squeak by in that age. Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny that this is set in the future of where it is, and yet the internet is not. A thing. It's funny to think that like that was not in anyone's kind of uh, awareness at the time. Like she's like, oh yeah, well, but see, but no one knows. But like, I I wonder about that because ninety four. I mean, granted, that was very early on, but weren't people talking about the internet at that point? Like, wasn't that a a conversation? I mean, it was basically at that point. Yeah, it was all kind of people on like the Mm -hmm. ask forums. Uh, yeah, I just I feel like it would have been mentioned at some point, or it could have you know played more of a part because it really it does not exist at all in this in this future. Mm-hmm. That's the way my, I want my future to be. So uh, <laughs> you can make that happen. <laughs> then uh, all of this this crazy stuff happens at the beginning, which really doesn't matter. And then uh, Dante starts threatening Ridley and powers up his kill bot, which is when things really start to get interesting. Um, well, there's that scary cat I think this executive is like, who's like, don't threaten Dante. He has all the power in this situation. I'm like what? Oh yeah. The- <laughs> it still doesn't make sense why he has all the power. I'm very confused. No, it, it doesn't. But Dante does show up and he sicks his kill bot on Ridley um, and then I think this is like the first time where the movie's sort of sense of humor kind of comes into oh, play man, because in the, uh, in the robots in the robots little like vision, he has like a one player icon and a high score icon. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, they, they kind of are having fun. Well, and Brad Dourif is threatening Ridley and it's an amazing scene. It's like, you gave her my card, man. And the guy's like, no, she stole it from me. And then Brad Dourif <laughs> takes like a beat and goes, oh. I didn't think about that. Sorry. Well, well, he's like uh, he he's like talking kind of a, a Sylvester voice, and uh, he, and he gives him his hand, but then it comes off, and it turns out it's a fake hand. It's a very kind of Looney Tunes <laughs> yeah. moment. I didn't get that. It's like the first time the movie starts yeah. to come alive, where it's like, oh, okay, this is silly. Yeah, and so Ridley runs away, and the Killbot, which we don't really see completely. Uh, goes after him and blows up a lot of hallways Smashed and destroys hallways like Captain America. <laughs> destroys lots of paper and then he kills Ridley and there's like a little like midi version of the funeral march. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> game over. Dies. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the robot in this um, is like uh, uh, every time it's on screen, it's like just kind of a flurry of knives and uh, slicing sounds. <laughs> Those knights don't yeah, seem when very we useful. Finally, no, when we finally get a look at it later, I I kind of the immediate thought that I got was that it looks like one of the um, it looks like a giant version of the Mousers oh, from wow. the early nineties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's I think the design I like the design of this robot better than Hardware's oh, robot more. because this one looks like it could really do some damage. Yeah, it's, like, it's large and threatening compared to kind of the baby human-sized little shit from Hardware. Well, the the robot yeah. from Hardware just looked kind of awkward, and this at least they show it running around. It's going and, fast. Uh, it's not like going yeah, like slowly stumbling like a moron. And it's well later on. It has this very cute little like. 
um, little quick kind of shuffling. Oh run my god, that's so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very funny. Um, so uh, basically, Hayden Kale goes back into the office, finds out that Ridley's been murdered. Uh, they realize that the robot came from Dante's special secret yeah, vault Dante's tin. Inferno. <laughs> um, oh, I wonder if that's what they were trying to. Uh, I wonder if that's what they the were trying vaults? to say. Because aren't how many how many levels of of hell are there in nine. Dante's Inferno? So, yeah. Nine. Yeah. So of course it would come from Vault Ten. Very nice. Um, Tenth layer of hell. So basically, because <laughs> because they suspect Dante of killing uh, Ridley, they decide to fire him, which which seems like <laughs> not a good reaction. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this, this guy's fired. Let's just well, take all his access away. His access and his access to the killer robot, maybe. True. That's why yes, I think it that's does. what they think they were um, thinking. They didn't know about the remote control part yet. And so uh, he shows up. He's mad about this, and and then that's when the eco terrorist guys finally show up, and uh, he, they're trying to get into the 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 room, and so Dante decides to take them through his vault to get them to their uh, their room, uh, the the core, uh, quicker. And of course he. Six the robot Why on them. She warned them. And I don't understand that. Like, she knows <laughs> what he has access to. Like, I, yeah, she knows he's capable of something, and she doesn't say anything. I guess because she assumes that they're bad guys too, yeah. so she doesn't care. I guess this. I would think they would be a lot less worse than the guy who has access to Kill a Robot. Yeah. So they go into his vault, and of course, uh, the robot. Uh, kills one of them sort of just runs at him and then blows up yeah, for some reason but i couldn't quite figure out why uh, there's a really uh, funny could... shot of a uh what do you call it a prop dead body flying through the air or it's, it's not even dead body i think it's the the one guy yeah it's it's Raimi. yeah, yeah sam Raimi. or sam Raimi. um so then they they uh, he he goes back and sort of explains what's happening and then <laughs> then dante can somehow like appear on monitors throughout the facility and the attacking an ultimatum basically <laughs> yeah basically tells them that they can save they can save themselves if she gives him back all of his access which apparently he doesn't even need now because the robot is active and he's inside his vault so who cares um if they forget everything that's happened and if she regularly quote interfaces with you him know where that's from it's probably from <laughs> overdrawn the memory bank this probably takes place in the same universe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he already has a contract drafted up for this <laughs> as well. Um, so it's written in crayon. It, Must fuck me regularly. <laughs> uh, during this uh, the scene, or, or this, like, in this, you know, uh, collection of scenes, they reveal that they don't, that they brought guns in with them, but the bullets are all, like, uh, dummies. They're not real blanks yeah but like when they the killbot first like comes they after them yeah <laughs> you think that was just pure yeah, trying to scare him maybe like you know like you get attacked by a bear you make yourself seem larger <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> the robot's just gonna back down yeah he knows his boss <clears throat> so so then basically they'd start to leave um and they end up in an elevator and then, uh, we forgot uh, to mention there's also the other hostage the fat one Oh, yes, uh, John Carpenter. Or they keep calling him Ho-Ho. Which wasn't very um, funny. That's not a good nickname. They could no, have done better. Uh, yeah, and so he pulls a gun on them and takes them down the service elevator. 
and uh, he gets punched in the face. That's um, a really awesome by, uh, punch. He's like, um, by Hayden. This isn't, you're not going to take this personally. This is just business. <laughs> <laughs> and she just smashes him right in the fucking face. Like, he goes stumbling back. His nose is, like, bleeding profusely. It's awesome. And then he gets uh, he gets uh, more more injury later. Oh my god! When, uh, when the the robot tears through the floor of the elevator, and he tries to shoot it, but it then ricochets <laughs> and then shoots him in the arm. Whoops! That uh, the whole scene in the elevator uh, is uh, kind of awesome. Um, it's awesome, but it's no, just it's great. People being the dumbest people imaginable. Yeah, but it's really it's impressive how like the the robot kind of lifts its arms in and then hoists itself up and is kind of turning really people to good, shit. It's a good scene. Yeah, and and as a connection with last week's film uh, Hardware, uh, <laughs> William Hootkins is killed by a robot in this movie. Yeah, and. Uh, and unlike in hardware, he doesn't just lay on the ground for the rest of the movie. He actually falls down an elevator it's shaft. Just really like in guy. real life. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just him. He's got a gang stat. It's like slow motion. It's almost like he's being sacrificed for the greater good. And he knows it. He like nods to her like, this is my time. Don't try to fight this. <laughs> he like lifts his hands up as uh, he falls down with the robot into the shaft. Where he probably exploded like a jelly packet. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then one of my favorite moments, um, which is more of the film's humor, uh, during the scuffle in the elevator, uh, Yutani, the guy with the red paint on his face for some reason, uh, he he was uh, his leg was cut. And so for a tourniquet, he rips off his own underwear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was good. That guy is he awesome. Does this, he, always, he, he's, he's, he has like all these Mac moves from Sonny. Like we're just doing karate <laughs> in thin air. Like, yeah, and he's and that that's the best part is that they they are punctuating most of his actions with sound effects throughout uh, throughout the movie. Like most of his movements have. Like Tim and Eric style noises <laughs> attached to them. He's adorable. The, uh, like all of the two guys, they're adorable. I love them. They're like the best characters yeah, in the movie. They're, they're great. Um, so they make their way up the elevator to the secret research lab that's been making these cop soldiers. Um, and we see a video of one of the experiments that's somehow stored on a three and a half inch floppy disk, which I thought was very funny. Three baby technology. Um, yeah. <laughs> floppy disk technology. Just, like, you know, ex- like, did we not, we had, we had CDs in yeah, 1994, we did. right? <laughs> like, CDs like, came so, out in 86. At uh, this point, I don't know why they wouldn't think that a CD would be a better storage device for a no, video. Floppy than disk, a... The way of the future. <laughs> um so at this point they isn't this point that they call the security guard oh my down god in the this lobby guy is who, the worst security guard in the world he's also was the worst that, actor he in the doesn't world. believe them yeah was that he was he a security guard i think he was like a a, a cop or something apparently no, like the one well, yeah, cop because oh, yeah, later he yeah, shows he up a in a police car maybe yeah, they that's hire true. you know they sometimes hire police for security yeah, I guess that makes duty. sense. Yeah. But wait, no, he's uh, he's in his police clothes, so maybe not. And then uh, he ignores them and doesn't believe that there's a killer uh, robot. Killer robot, loose. bullshit. <laughs> Say hi to Elvis for me <laughs> is what he says. Say hi to Bruce Lee for <laughs> um, me. So uh, then there's a basically 
the rest of the movie is pretty much, oh, well, no, not the rest of the movie. I was about to say the rest of the movie is the robot chasing them, but we get the awesome moment where uh, Sam Raimi uh, gets put in this super soldier suit, and <laughs> which looks like pure garbage. Uh, it really it's bad. like football pads. It, the whole face looks like uh, Adam from Do Sex, Human Revolution, uh. where he's got the little eyeball switches. And it's like it's like plastic football pads and foam, uh, and she has saved his personality to a disc and loads him up with some sort of mission protocol to destroy the robot, which they are now calling a war beast. So bad name. Uh, bad name. I, I guess it like they were pretty desperate, so they would do this. But they like just watched a tape where doing this to a person would drive the person mad. And yet they're like, you know what? Well, let's do it. Get you in that suit. And from the and from the beginning of the movie, they talk about how the program is totally flawed. It doesn't work at mm-hmm. all. And every subject that they that they put through the program, uh, something goes wrong. So it's like, yeah, we, we just have to try this. And the best part is that she goes to suit up first. And then there's a cut, and he's in the yeah. suit. Yeah, and he's what like, was that? You have to run the computer. <laughs> and then watch the director's cut too, and that did not happen. Where they're like explaining it. So, what the fuck happened? <laughs> he just basically says she has to run the computer, and so he he's expendable basically. So if something goes wrong, it'll oh, be okay. Expendables. He makes a Stallone joke later in the movie, or one of them makes a Stallone joke. Oh so yeah, just like, uh, just like oh, Stallone. Yeah, she's like loading down explosives, and he's like, "Oh, what are you, Sylvester Stallone?" Uh, and then he also makes a Terminator reference before they load him up with yeah. the mission way, protocol. All, he says, "I'll be all back." Very dated references in 2003. <laughs> Even with Terminator yeah. Three in 2003, is still dated. Well, I think you can just assume that they stopped making movies uh, in 1994. Is this the future where Al Gore becomes president, and that's why it's such a hellhole? <laughs> <laughs> So now Sam Raimi is Super Sam Raimi, and he's running around looking for the the war beast and shouting a lot, yeah. which is my favorite part. He just starts screaming all the time. Like later Brains, on, there's, there's this part where they're leaving. <laughs> there's this part later on where where they're trying to uh, they're they're worried about something. And she tells him to stop doing something and then asks if he's deaf. And he turns around and puts his finger to his face and just shouts, quiet! (laughs) That was so funny. Yeah. Um, The whole chase is really fun. And uh, Uh, what's his name? Brad Dourif shoots uh, Yutani in like the shoulder or something. And then Dourif takes her hostage. And then she reveals her backstory. And then she just escapes. (laughs) What's the backstory? Oh, I don't even remember. Baby. I didn't pay enough attention there. Oh, through uh, rain or something. Well, okay. So earlier, early in the movie, uh, you see there's a scene where she's kind of uh, Tossing, sleeping, turning, sleeping yeah. restlessly in bed and having these uh, dreams of these kind of hard to process images. And in the scene with Brad Dourif, uh, he 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 kind of says, you know, I know your 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 history. And so apparently, uh, she was like giving her baby a bath in the sink. And then was like distracted by something else, and then somehow the baby stuck its arm in the uh, garbage, uh, you know, the incinerator, the garbage processor in the sink. Somehow turned on and chewed the the baby's arm off, uh, killing it. What? Wow! Okay. I just that missed no that sense. entirely. Okay, so <laughs> let's assume the baby's sitting upright in the sink. Okay. 
there's a little hole in the middle. Let's assume the baby's sitting in the middle. So the baby somehow falls down, manages to <laughs> shove his little arm into the garbage disposal, and the garbage disposal just turns on by itself. All right. Well, the baby, to be fair, the baby's arm was three feet long. So <laughs> that, that was a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> that that scene, I uh, thought, yeah, I didn't was even a that. little uh, out of place. Yeah, it, it kind of damaged good. the levity that we had kind of going. And she is already a strong enough character. She doesn't need that kind of backstory at all. Like, I don't understand why wow. she needed that motivation. She's already kind of a strong character and a good person. Yeah. And you're like rooting for her, like, okay, she wants to stop it. She's got a good heart. Then she's like, your whole family fucking stopped listening to you. They've they shunned you. Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then he starts like making these weird, like, babyish, uh, or he, he's like, I'll, ca- or, I'll, or, I'll call you mommy or, or something like that. Oh, man. Which was also was quite weird. disturbing. <laughs> and he sexually attracted her to her, too, because he wants to interface with her. And it's just like, no, I don't need this movie. Let's take out the weird mom son fucking away. Let's, let's, <laughs> stay, let's stay with you know the screaming man. <laughs> well, we get back to that, I guess, because she then she she basically knees him in the balls essentially, and then runs away. Well, um, she stabs him too in the arm. She oh, that's true. Okay, she puts a knife through his hand, and instead of pulling the knife out, he pulls his hand free. Which <laughs> bad idea uh, cuts through his knuckles. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> very disturbing. Uh, so then she runs back into y- Yutani, who says he came to save her, which is, I guess, kind of a funny moment because she essentially saved herself. Uh, well, that's what she says. She says, I didn't need saving. It's kind of rude. Like, hey, it's like, <laughs> they, hey, thanks, but you know, no thanks. What you could say, you know, don't be so rude. They run away, and then he trips like an idiot. Um, and then the Super Sam Raimi shows up and fires a missile at the War Beast, and we get awesome missile cam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, which is, it's kind of funny, I think, because it's missile cam coming Sam from Raimi, a character named Sam POV. Raimi, and it's very much an Evil Dead POV well, kind of thing. Well, they have a lot of POV yeah. to this movie. Yeah. Uh, and so now they're basically trying to get out of the, uh, they're trying to get out of the, the building onto some sort of device that will take them down to the ground floor. Uh, and like an idiot, super Sam Raimi, uh, doesn't listen and gets knocked out of the way. Um, and at this point, uh, Yutani says, Sure, you can for some reason, like in weird. Street Fighter Two. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> he says like Shuriken or something. Yeah. But it, yeah, but the Street Fighter Two or just three shooting versus what I wonder. <laughs> uh, so they start shooting it for like a good two I don't minutes. Know, two yes. minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, but a very large and, ammo clips in these automatic rifles, and it's just like. Uh, it's sort of like uh, Prince of Space, where it's like, haha, your weapons have no effect on me. And it, it, <laughs> the fucking robot takes like no damage. Yeah. Get, his hit no, points but are then, intact. Nothing happens. But then Super Sam Raimi jumps up and starts punching the robot, which seems to <laughs> cause quite a bit of damage. Yeah, that little bit was awesome. It's just like, you know, uh, uh, really uh, Muhammad Ali-ing it with the uh, killer robot. <laughs> and That's it goes on for like see. three minutes. <laughs> It's so awesome. You want to see because he gets into suit. You're like, okay, they gotta go mano mano at some point. Mm-hmm. They gotta get into a huge fucking fist fight. That has to happen. 
and the movie does not fail us, it happens. No. Okay, so then this is probably the worst, I, for me, the worst moment because the, up until this point, for the most part, the, the movie's balanced. It's, you know, kind of scares and then some of its humor a little bit. Uh, so they're trying to escape. Yutani shoots at the robot a bunch of times. And then as he's trying to go through the door, <laughs> he bangs his head and falls down yeah. and he's killed. <laughs> Why? I, yeah, it was like that was such a terrible death for that character. Like, this awesome guy who's been doing all these fucking awesome hand movements and no- sound effects, and all of a sudden just gets sort of bonks his head like in uh, Star Wars and just falls down, <laughs> and then is shredded. Like it, it's yeah, it's a little ridiculous. So they go outside, get down to the ground in their little hydraulic hoist thing. Uh, and the cop from earlier shows up. Great and, scene. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> and is just belligerent like, for no reason. Just screaming at the top of his lungs, what are you doing? Uh, and I, I, then, This guy was, like, not an actor, no, right? No, this guy is definitely, like, uh, he's <laughs> no. executive producer or something. He's like, okay, can I cameo for the day? <laughs> he looked like he might have been dubbed, too, he, because his voice was just so... Over the top loud. Like, so crisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so crisp and... and uh, uh, studied. It just felt like I don't know something was different. And then the war beast jumps from the and roof. And then the line in the movie the... happens. <laughs> I want to yeah. say it because it's my favorite moment. Go, go ahead, you say yeah. it. Holy donuts! <laughs> and then the robot just slams on him and kills him instantly. He pops Crushes like a tomato. Him. It's great. Yeah. There should have been like um, a lot of blood splatter from that, like just falling on everywhere and like all cars covered. And this this guy's blood and their yeah. arrows are just bloodied up to affinity just from that. If that was like one moment I was like hoping for more of a, a hardware style uh, uh I just kill gore from nowhere. Gore. Yeah. Yeah. Like this guy has that like hundred thousand this... pounds of blood inside of him, it just sprays everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That is one thing. As violent as this movie is, kind of uh it's not super gore heavy. Not not as no. gore heavy as like it could the closest have been. it gets is I'm, the elevator scene with Porkins getting just mauled to death, and even that isn't that bad. No, you can show this um, to kids compared to yeah, <laughs> com- <laughs> compared to uh, what what we saw last week with the guy getting cut in half by the door and everything. Um, but yeah, show this movie to kids; they'll they'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> so they run back inside, uh, I guess, to go to the core. Of I the guess. building, which is where the so, I was very confused about what was going on. Trying to get it first, yeah. so uh, I guess yeah. their motivation now is to blow up the core for why? For the corporation? I don't. I think to beat Chang, maybe or Chang? yeah, maybe. Like I, I'm not really quite sure why they decide to go in. Maybe they're trying to lure it in, and I don't then, know. I think that maybe that was uh, their motivation to begin with. Destroy too. it. It was. I don't yeah. get it. This movie is very badly conveys what it's trying to say at any time. Mm. But then basically it's just a, a long chase sequence. The it's war really beast good is chase chasing them, too. and it's good. It's good. It's it's fun, and it there's some tension there. I mean, you have um, no idea where they're going to or why they're going to, but you're like, <laughs> oh shit! I hope they don't get eaten by this thing. There are several explosions that seem to have almost no effect on well, the uh, on the robot at all. Well, first of all, the robot seems no. He's not even affected by the first one, and when when they threw a second one at him, he picks it up. And just looks at it for a long time, <laughs> and the thing exploded in his face last time. And he's 
you can't register that even hurt him the second time. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, this thing. What's it do again? I think it does blow. I think it blows his hand off. The the second one does. Yeah, because I guess he's something um, like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> but so eventually, uh, Hayden Kale makes it to the core and gets inside, and the war beast comes in after her. Uh, and it stopped because Dante shows Deuce up. Sex Dante. And and <laughs> and uh, so then something happens, and he's punched. Well, that's, that's uh, like, by he's, Sam Raimi. Hang on, you're underplaying the drama of the scene. Oh, okay. Where, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Kale is trying to seduce slash mommy him, where oh, she yeah. grabs him and like it's gonna be okay, and uh, it's weird and creepy. And you know, like she's just oh, that's right because she says because she says that he can interface with the motherboard. Ugh. Oh my god, I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, but you know, she's doing obviously an obvious ploy. But Dante's like he's got like some social problems or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one or two. <laughs> yeah, he's not all there surprisingly, and she kicks him again and takes this thing away. He's like. Why'd you do that, man? And then uh, fucking super cop comes up and punches him in the face again. Two great punches in this movie. And then, and then he, I think, uh, I think at this point Dante like grabs the other bomb that they have. Well, they or throw something. the bomb at him. Was like, oh, oh, that's right. And he catches it. He catches it the wrong way, so he can't move the bomb. And if he does, it'll blow up. And they lock him inside the well, core. It's with a really the- awesome. We're like, hey. We got your robot button here. You can't do shit. And you got the bombs. Suck it. And they start closing the core <laughs> on him. And he's like, no! <laughs> and then the movie just is sort of over. And then it ends. Like She's like, I'm out of this business. Well, and then, she takes and then it button, cuts to black. She takes and her button off the thing. And the robot starts coming at him. But you know what? You don't hear what happens. Or you don't see what happens. So the ro- well, he can, keep, sequel. Let's keep that in mind. Let's keep that in mind because something may come up in the games oh, portion. Um, so, I, I mean, we've we've covered this movie pretty thoroughly. I would uh, like to get your guys' reviews of this film. So, Andrew, out of let's say uh, fifty-seven uh, killer robots, what would you give this movie? Probably a thirty or twenty-five. It's so- that low. It's, I think it's pretty good. It's like solid. C C minus C, it does some things really well, but then the first half is just so long, and I can't stand it because it's just like introducing this world, and again, just like in hardware, you do nothing with the world pretty much after that. But I do appreciate that they kept going with the same themes and just abandoned everything just to have a cool robot happen. So I mean, still doing it, but okay. it's just so much setup that you don't even really need. True this could enough. have been a All killer right. hour and a half, top like. It, Two hours is over the top. Yes. Well, you guys watched a different version than I did. Where did you watch yours? YouTube, fucker. Oh, it's on Netflix. Oh well, I oh, watched is the director's it? cut. And dumbass. Yeah, I watched the I watched the ninety nine minute version. Oh, so that's wow. why some of the stuff you talked about was completely what different was, than what, did you, what, what I'd what, seen. What, what did we talk about that you haven't seen? That uh, that's that stuff about her talking about her kid sticking its wow, arm in the in the garbage disposal was not in the was not in the the ninety nine minute version. Cut out. Well, there are <laughs> apparently <laughs> like four different cuts of this movie. Uh, the one that yes, we watched is two hours long. Um, uh, I think the ninety minute one oh, sounds nice. the best when you get rid of that fucking baby plot that needs 
because it, it's really just two scenes that lead nowhere. Yeah. Where it's the first scene where she's tossing turn to bed. It takes like a good three, four minutes, and it's like nothing. And then it's played off later when he talks to her, and it's just like, who cares? All right, Will. So out of uh, fifty-seven ro- killer robots, what would you give? Uh, what would you give this movie? Um, I would probably give this uh, maybe like thirty. 2930. Uh, I thought this movie was, uh, for what it is, it's pretty good. Uh, it, it definitely has a lot of uh, panache. It doesn't look like super cheap or anything. I think it did drag on uh, I, too long. I, you know, I thought that it started off kind of slow, but I also thought it ended kind of slow. I thought the sequences kind of exhausted a lot of the tension that could have been built up. Um, I did appreciate how kind of silly. It was with all the kind of dumb pop culture references and jokes, and uh, it's definitely a better movie than Hardware. Because Hardware just I, takes itself so fucking seriously. This one, at least, like you know what, it's a cool robot movie. We can have a little fun with it. Yeah, it has it has energy, yeah. and you know, it's not surprising that uh, Stephen Norrington got to go on to direct some uh, other movies, even though <laughs> they didn't really end his career very strongly. <laughs> no. Um, I just want to reiterate. I give yeah, Hardware I, a fuck like fucking five or ten killer robots that movie sucks <laughs> i would i would say that uh you know if you guys ever for whatever reason watch this movie again definitely watch the version on youtube uh the the 99 minute we watched version the one on youtube it's a little more or not youtube rather sorry netflix Asshole. um yeah watch that one because it's it's much better this is what you want <clears throat> this is what you get this is what this you is want, what you want. <laughs> this, is what, this <laughs> is what you get Oh my god! All right, you guys, are you guys ready to play some Wait, some games? Wait, what do you give this? Oh, uh, let's see. I, I guess I would stick. I would stay around where you guys are, probably in the you thirty so to thirty-two range. Like, <laughs> you were thirty twenty-five that low. <laughs> well, you convinced me. I, I I wouldn't go any higher than thirty-seven, but that's pretty. I high. would say thirty to thirty-two. <laughs> It's fun and for for what it is and for what the story it's I mean no one's trying to compare it to you. we all other. enjoyed it somewhat. <laughs> uh fair enough. All right. So you guys ready to play some games no. now? Sure. Okay. Hey listeners, if you want to contact us at On Your Market Set Review, you can find us at onyourmarketsetreview.wordpress.com, email us at thinwhitedudes at gmail.com. You can also visit us at our Facebook page, interact with your favorite contestants, and give us the most scathing flames that we truly deserve. You can also find us on iTunes. Now, back to the show. All right, well, uh, Andrew, what are you playing for this week? Uh, this week, I'll be playing for the new Tyus Andronicus album, The Most Lamentable Tragedy. Uh, I've already listened to it, and it's amazing, and I want to share the joy and talk about it, because I love it so much. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to be recommending uh, a film from, I think, 2001. It's directed by Mamoru Oshii, who directed Ghosts in the Shell, and it is a japanese polish co-production it is called avalon okay is it based is if it's not based in the roxy music album i don't care <laughs> it might be it, it, it does star like, brian ferry <laughs> it has to be scored entirely to that album i also i don't care i hope so like more of this starts playing i'm like i'm all in baby <laughs> so it's an anime uh it's actually a live action film uh Whoa, oh, okay what? 
Yeah. It's it seems to I think it stars mostly Polish actors and uh, it's Avalon. <laughs> and it's uh, I think about virtual reality. I can't All see. Right. Da, da, da. Well, oh, I don't know the rest of the lyrics. More than this. Best of luck to both of you as we uh, get started here on the on the uh, games portion. Uh, so we have uh, two sections uh, tonight. Yeah, sections. <laughs> two sexual yeah, two sections. sections. Two sections. Uh, we have a Q&A uh, section and then a pitch section. So uh, we'll go through the Q&A first. So this should be, be pretty simple for, for you guys. Yes, uh, perfect pitch <laughs> is required in the uh, second section today. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> Uh, this film has quite a few taglines. Uh, I want you guys to pick the one that isn't a tagline. Oh, my God. So Will may know some of this if he looked on IMDb, because I think he might have at some point on this wow, movie. So, <laughs> advantage. Okay, so again, uh, pick the tagline that was not used by Death Machine. A, the future has teeth. B, Man's deadliest invention is about to show its metal. C, suit up and fight back. D, death is inevitable. (laughs) I really hope it's not the last one. What a sad slogan that would be. Hey, let's go see this movie, Dad. It says death is inevitable. <laughs> All right, Andrew, what's your uh, what's your well, pick? I think death is about was good for a horror movie at least, so I'm going to say C. Uh, it's okay, C. Yeah, I'm going with C. I yeah, I'm going to say C as well. Unfortunately, you are both wrong. The death is inevitable was not a tagline. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good because that would be a very depressing tagline. New Werner Herzog movie. Let's go see it, Dad. Okay, number two. On the on the film's IMDb page, uh, it has uh, about sixty plot keywords. Oh no! Tell me which of these is not a <laughs> oh. keyword used on IMDb. These are good questions. A, <laughs> a news report. Oh, B. Dreadlocks. C. Villain not really dead cliche. <laughs> D. Fired from the job. Okay, I'm going to go with B right off the bat. Yeah, I also want to go with B. Okay. Unfortunately, you're both wrong. What? That is a keyword on IMDb Where are the dreadlocks for this, in this movie. movie? <laughs> I do not know, but that is apparently a keyword. Uh, the correct answer is actually C, villain not really dead cliche. That is a keyword from Hardware, last week's movie. <laughs> uh, maybe so, the robot had dreadlocks and we just didn't notice. It did have a bunch of like black piping like wiring. Like predator dreads. You think someone's yeah. put in as like a fetish thing? That's the only reason why. Probably. I can, why else would you want dreadlocks to be? Yeah, their their fetish is to mislead people who are visiting IMDb. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, dreadlocks! <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking for a film that has dreadlocks in it. This Death Machine looks pretty good. Um, hey, wait a minute! All right, so <laughs> there's no dreadlocks in here at all. So far, the score is tied zero to zero. Ooh, tough race. Uh, question th- question three. As we mentioned earlier, this film marked the big screen debut of Rachel Vice. 
Uh, but she had appeared in several TV series before Death Machine, as well as a TV movie. Star of the Mummy Returns. So I need you to pick. I need you to pick the name of that TV movie. Was it A. Champion, B. Advocates Two, C. Representatives Three? <laughs> God damn it! Or or D. Crusader Junior. Ah oh, fuck. I have a feeling it's got to be one of those Avengers or the Advocates or because you they both sound so fake. <laughs> I want to go with Advocates okay. too. You know, All right? I feel like this is a tough one because I feel like you're trying to throw me off with two and three because they both sound utterly ridiculous to have a sequel for. <laughs> but I also. Yeah, this is also Great Britain, so they do things a little bit differently over there. Yeah, fucking nerds. Uh, I'm going to say advocates, too. All right, you're both correct. It was advocates. (laughs) God, justified. (laughs) It was a a TV miniseries that was set in Scotland about a lawyer hunting a serial killer to clear his client's name of murder. Uh, And Rachel Weisz played the lawyer's girlfriend. How old was she when that came out? I'm not sure, but probably 14 years young. old. And then the lawyer's like, went to the bar and everything, so he's got to be like 30 something. <laughs> yeah. All right. We are, uh, we are now at uh, question four. The score is tied. Um, question four is important. So uh, it will play, uh, it will move into the pitch portion with question five. So be sure to pay attention. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. So this film has several different titles around the world. I need you to pick the title that is not an actual alternate title of this movie. So your options are A, Cyber Connections, B, Machine Maniac, C, Weapon Factory, or D, The Perfect Soldier. Fuck. So which of those was not used as an alternate title? They're all terrible. Who cares? (laughs) I'm going to say A. (laughs) What was A? A was Cyber Connections. I don't know. They did have Cyber Connections in that movie. Did they? Yeah. You want me to give you? You want me to give you the options again? You see? Okay. Uh, it's A is Cyber C, Connections. Not all of them. <laughs> C is Weapon Factory. I think I'm gonna fuck it. C. Well, when I don't care anymore. <laughs> okay, you're both wrong. Uh, both of those were used as alternate titles. The correct, or the non-correct answer, rather, is Machine Maniac. That was not, as far as I can tell, an alternate title. Uh, Cyber Connections was the um, French title in Canada. Weapon Factory was was the DVD title in the Netherlands. (laughs) And The Perfect Soldier is translated from Portuguese. So, now we're moving into the pitch section. Uh, what I want you guys to do is take one of those alternate no. titles and pitch me a different movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you, so I'll give you the titles again okay. so you guys can decide. Um, I would prefer you do a yeah, different yeah. one each, but if you want to do the same one, no, that's I think fine. Would be best. Um, so the options are Cyber Connections, Weapon Factory, or The Perfect Soldier. I'm going to pick Weapon Factory. No, 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 no. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm leaning on two. I just don't know which one to pick. 
Oh, I'm going to pick Weapon Factory. Oh, you son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> ah, they're both good. They both could make a good movie. Um, can I surprise you when I with my answer? Uh, as as long as it's not Weapon Factory, yes, <laughs> it can be either Cyber Connections or The Perfect Soldier. I'm, I have a surprise for my pitch. Don't worry. Okay, it can't be Machine Maniac either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's real. Oh, yeah, it's fake. No, that's not real. <laughs> I haven't get the game anymore. <laughs> I think that could make an awesome movie though. All right, I'm gonna pick yeah. Perfect Soldier now. Okay. I'm surprised nobody went with Cyber Connections because I could envision an comedy. 80s, uh, no, an 80s like Cinemax thriller. <laughs> oh, Skinemax, yeah, yeah. Mm. Sweet, sweet Cyber Connection. Okay, you know I'm going with Cyber Connections now. <laughs> okay, I have a, a, a rough idea. Uh, do you want me to go first? Okay, that's fine. They don't have to be. Yeah, they don't have to be like super detailed. Well, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, uh, my conception for Weapons Factory is a, uh, it's a coming of age tale and we start out, uh, we follow this young boy as he grows up and, uh, his father is the owner of a rural weapons factory in, uh, in the Netherlands. And, uh, <laughs> uh we just, we follow this, this kid as he grows up and he has these ideals of, you know, moving out to, uh. Uh, you know, uh, elsewhere in in the Eurozone to to make big, and uh, but he just can't escape the pull of working in his father's weapons factory, just like the generations preceding him. And it's kind of sad because, I mean, at the end he has to kind of give up on his dreams in order to you know produce uh, local weapons for 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 militias. Yeah, for the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like that. That's interesting. <laughs> All right, Andrew. All right, my idea is for Cyber Connections. Tom is a busybody, busy man working at a big corporation. He's typing on his computer, do, 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 and he runs into an electronic lady named Beth. And Beth is a super babe on the computer. Like I should mention there's a, a holographic figure. <laughs> <laughs> and she talks to him and they begin to get intimate with each other uh, but he, they can never touch because she's on the computer and he's a busy body busy man in real life and eventually his work starts to slip and he's like you know what life sucks I gotta get with this Beth lady so he hooks himself up into the computer I should mention that he's discovered technology to ha- make this happen and it turns out this is all employed by his competitor uh Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. <laughs> Tom Arnold. <laughs> it's, it's not the real Tom Arnold. It's probably by someone uh, named oh. Tom Arnold. <laughs> okay. And Beth was not real, but she feels bad about it because she's gained sentience. And so he's trapped in cyber jail. And they break <laughs> Beth breaks him out and they go through the computer and they both... Just Transport into the real world, and they they kill Tom Arnold. They the internet forever. Cyber connections. PG. All right. Okay, I forgot to mention earlier that uh, there's uh, five possible points for each of the questions in the pitch portion, which we're in now. Oh, great. So. Um, 
So out of five uh, for Will, I'm going to have to go with... Uh, I'm going to have to give you three points uh, for for that one. And Andrew, I'm going to give you four points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom, how do they kill Tom Arnold? <laughs> Strangle him. <laughs> <laughs> the fiber wire. <laughs> well, good. Sort of like you're Godfather. tying it all together. All right. So now the score is five to four. Anyone's game? Jerry's game. All right. <laughs> Next question. Uh, as we discussed earlier, the name of the program that's creating the ultimate fighting machines is called the Hardman program, which is kind of embarrassing. Uh, so you have two tasks with this question. Pitch me a better name for the program that's crafting these super, super soldiers, and then give me a better use for the hard man name. It can be a product, a business, a service, whatever you want. Just it cannot make uh, half man, half robot super soldiers. Can we also outlaw any sexual jokes with that? I feel like it's the easiest way to go with that. Uh, yeah, that, that is the easiest way to go. If you want to make it harder for yourself, no pun intended, then uh, <laughs> then definitely do that. Uh, what was the first one again? Uh, the first one is give me a better name for the program that's making these super soldiers. And because this is sort of a two part question, uh, it's worth eight points, four points per part. Oh, fuck. Uh, the uh, the the lethal weapon program. <laughs> okay. Perfectly sufficient there. I like that. Um, the American Guardian. Okay, I like that too. Uh, the movie is not apparently set in America. It was made in Great Britain, so I don't know if that matters. But um, <laughs> is it uh, is it I'm set in Africa? Hang on, let me change it. Well, it does, I don't think it ever. I don't think it ever says where it's. Well, set. let me change it because I have to make it more national. The United Warrior. <laughs> Okay, so United Warrior and Lethal Weapon. All right, so I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give Will four points on this one because, uh, and Andrew, you get three yeah. points. Um, the reason that I gave uh, Will four points is because it is the name of something else, which, as we've seen in this movie, they like to recycle <laughs> names and use names of other things. So of course they would have called it the Lethal Weapon Program. Uh, so yes, all right. And they would have so you seductively, <laughs> four points there, three points for Andrew. All right. So part two is give me a better use for the hard man name. Uh, I have a question. How how yes. long is the scene in which they strangle Tom Arnold to death? <laughs> it's like two minutes long. He keeps fighting back. It's pretty long. It's is it is it like the scene in uh, No Country for Old Men where he strangles the cop with the handcuffs? No, it's more brutal than that. You, you don't see uh, Anton Turgo's face. You know what I mean? It's just a close up on Tom Arnold as the breath slowly goes out of him. His eyes are bulging out, and you see the like the snot coming out from his nose as he tries <laughs> to breathe. And it's supposed to make you question: like, are they really doing the good thing here? Morally ambiguous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry for interrupting. Uh, what, what, what are we doing no, now? No, no, you're fine. That was a that was a good interruption. Uh, you have to pitch me a better name or a better use for the hard man name. So it can be a product, a business, a service, whatever you want. It just can't have anything to do with 
half man, half robot, ultimate fighting machines. Um, uh, my uh, pitch for a better use of the hard man is a uh, an indestructible stunt doll uh <laughs> that has a lot of uh, articulation so as it flies through the air it both uh, retains its uh, structural integrity and also is uh, convincing as a human being oh, okay nice all right i think we need more furniture in america a lot of it's not really well designed so i think we give it like a little style we're gonna make a bunch of mannequins but make them hard and they can't really be <laughs> bent or broken so you could sit in this giant man and it's bent unregularly like it's bent at the knees so you could sit down and the like round chest level it's bent back up so like the half the half of the torso is up and his body's up so you're standing like your head's going resting against his head so we'll have that <laughs> okay. at like restaurants across america kids will love it <laughs> so we find at like uh male strip clubs you know for the ladies and everyone's gonna have a great time <laughs> <laughs> i'm having a great time just right. hearing about it all right, I'm I'm inversing the points on that one. So Andrew, you get four. Will you get three? So you both got seven points you during that this round. Is what you get. This is what you want. This is what you get. All right, moving on. We're now uh, twelve to eleven. All right, uh, question seven. Uh, so Death Machine takes place in the far flung future of two thousand three. Uh, but it was made uh, roughly nine years earlier in 1994. So pitch me a killer robot film that would be made this year, uh. but would take place in 2024. <laughs> okay, I got it. Are we pitching you the whole movie? Uh, I mean, you can give me the... You can the give me logistics. sort of the... Uh, yeah, we don't have to go too specific, but just sort of the general synopsis of what happens. Nothing too detailed, but just sort of a general idea of what this movie's about. All right, so... I think knives are really big back in the 90s, and that's why they used it, like, you know, Killer Instinct and uh, Mortal Kombat 2 of Baraka. <laughs> so I think we need to advance it, because now people are more about IEDs, uh, rocket launchers. So we're going to attach to rocket launchers in this movie. And he launches IEDs that the people just run over without knowing, and it's just very violent and gross. And the whole movie is a metaphor for the wreck war. And at the end, the movie is... They defeat the robot by uploading it with Facebook and it's making commentary. And he just gets so addicted to it, he can't stop going on Facebook and just commenting all these posts liking. And he just eventually overruns himself with this and explodes. And then someone says, huh, looks like someone should have stopped using his phone all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, nice. Uh, so the year is 2024 and, uh, uh, pollution problems are at an all time high, uh, not only in the air, but on the streets, there's just, uh, garbage has just become an everyday fact of our lives. Uh, in a, the, uh, gigantic, uh, Hoover corporation building, they were working on, uh, designing a gigantic robot <laughs> to <laughs> clean up all pollution everywhere. But uh, things go awry as a malfunction occurs, and it uh, begins to obsessively clean everyone and everything in the building to death. And uh, uh, the film is titled uh, Roomba 2.0. You should also mention the movie set in China. <laughs> All right. That's, that's great. So... 
Because if it goes outside, gonna it's going to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that, uh, Will, you get the full five for that one uh, because it's very well thought out and you had a title. Um, <laughs> and, Andrew, you get four points right. for that one. I didn't know we so were going to pay for now... five points, but okay. I see. How what would the... well, I told you all the all the pitch portion questions are five points oh, except for number attention. six because it had it had two parts. Uh, but now you're both tied, so this last question will decide uh, what uh, what next week uh, is all about. <clears throat> so for your final question, worth five points. Uh, right now, you guys are tied sixteen to sixteen. Pitch me a sequel to Death Machine. You will get bonus points if you can successfully tie Death Machine in with last week's film hardware. Oh no! What was? Can we just get this out of the way? What was the character's name in hardware? The lady's name? Uh, man, I oh, don't you even know remember. What? You know what? I don't need her. I got I got a better character to bring back. I can look it up. No, really no, quick I've if got you want. I've got my character who I want to bring back. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm, re- I'm ready right. to go. So yeah. So this is worth uh, this is worth five points if you successfully tie it in with hardware. Uh, I'll add uh, two extra points. Death on. Machine Two, to the future, is my title. <laughs> okay. Okay. It takes place twenty twenty five, one year after the events of Death Machine. Kale is working at the CEO. <laughs> Wait, two thousand four. Two thousand. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You know what? I'm set in 2025 now. <laughs> Kale is now an old woman because, you know, it's 20 years after shooting. She's going to be older now. She's an old woman, but she's brought her company great honor by uh, getting rid of weapons factory and everything like that. Now it just produces, you know, nice, comfortable stuff. Good for humanity. But a competitor run by Tom Arnold has run a foul of her. And now he wants to do a hostile takeover so she can grab her assets. Kale has only one option before this happens. She has to return to her old friend, Shades. <laughs> Shades, still haunted by the events of hardware and knows what Tom Arrow is capable of. So her and Shades team up and decide to lead a rebellion against Tom Arnold's machine factory of hell. His company is called... <laughs> Tom Arnold Incorporated. <laughs> he plays himself in the movie, I should say. <laughs> um, but he's playing a character named Tom Arnold. He's not playing himself, obviously. Uh, so eventually they break into his hideout. He's like, oh, I see. You're here. And he reveals Brad Dourif as a android using the old components of the first death machine. And also component with the hardware death machine. Twice as deadly. And he has twice as knives and twice the injectors. <laughs> and that's my... I'm not going to say anymore because, you know, I think I could sell this movie based on its strength alone. So uh, I'm going to let it sit right there. All right. Excellent. Will? Uh, uh, let's see. So... Uh, the the sequel to Death Machine uh, begins immediately after the end of the original Death Machine. Uh, the, uh, Kale and, and uh, Sam Raimi uh, walk out of the the Chank building, and uh, <laughs> to a waiting fleet of police cars, 
when suddenly there is a the sky turns beet red and the earth is uh, <laughs> the earth is burned by a purifying hellfire uh, <laughs> turning it into the world of hardware uh, uh, so nobody knows what to do uh, they all kind of hold it up in the the chain corporation headquarters and uh, uh, <laughs> trying to think. So it's sort of like the Evil Dead Two sequel, where they're stuck in the cabin again. Uh, uh, sure. Um, Brad Dorif is uh, still alive in there, um, and and they 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 live in the building for about thirty years. And <laughs> the U.S. government approaches them uh, to create the uh, purifying uh, killbot death machine from hardware. And uh, there's a big malfunction. Everybody dies, and then the guy comes along and picks up the uh, kill button in the desert, leading into the uh, opening of the film this "Hardware" by Richard this Stanley. Oh, nice! That's this is gonna be tough because that's good. That's like a direct. It's like a prequel. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> it's a bit wobbly. No, no, no! I like it. Those are both. The really movie good. has to get worse in order to uh, <laughs> line up with hardware. <laughs> Yeah, your your setup is pretty solid for a movie, I would say. <laughs> All right, so you both you both definitely get the bonus points because you both successfully tied the film in with hardware. <laughs> um, so let me see what because uh, this was five points. I'm trying to decide. I mean, who right now character? you're tied. I mean, I'm saying you use a character from hard- uh, hardware. Uh, that's true, but that was just for bonus points. I'm having to. I'm having to guess. I'm having to grade your your pitches based on their ideas alone, and I have to say that um, as as ridiculous as Andrews was, he just outweighed it because it wasn't a Evil Dead situation where they were trapped in the building Ooh. again. So unfortunately, Will, <laughs> I got to give you four points, and Andrew gets five. He wins by one point. Thank you. I, I just want to say that it's over right now. I won, right? For sure? Yes. Okay, yes, I just want you to say, because Will also <laughs> brought back Sam Raimi, technically, making it Evil Dead 2. <laughs> uh, I've never seen Evil Dead 2, so I'm just Wait, full what? of original ideas. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I've seen the original Evil Dead, but that's it. What? I'm pretty sure this has come up before. No, it has not. <laughs> I would yes, be yes. furious if I heard I'm pretty that. sure it came up on the previous times in which you tried to suggest the Evil Dead trilogy for us to cover yeah. in several episodes of this program. <laughs> Only two episodes, I would think. But how have you not seen Evil Dead 2? It's literally the best sequel of all time. Not everybody sees the same movies. It's one of the best. And it covers basically all our interests in one movie. Which is uh, arm torture. <laughs> I'm surprised, I, I'm surprised one of you didn't uh, recommend that this week since we have Sam Raimi in, in, in Death Machine. Uh, I'm just doing it because I want to be topical because I want to listen to Titus Andronicus again and talk about it. Except this won't come out for like another month, so no, it won't be topical at that point. Gone. Oh, no. uh, this will be coming out in... Like the two weeks. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Welcome so to the future. Current. Bitch. This is what you get. This is what, this you, is want. what you want. This is what you get. <laughs> oh my god, I hate that song so much, but I love it. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we're done here. Andrew, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. If you like this shit we're doing here, you're gonna fucking love talking about Tardy. You want to stop Shot for Entourage a lot? 
It's got all the fucking shit you want. You want to hear about Turtle? You want to hear about drama? You want to hear about E? You hear about the big boy Vince? You got it. Josh, right, what do you want to plug? I would say... The uh, by the by the time this comes out, the cast next door, our next minute by minute breakdown of a movie will be out and in the world. So I encourage about. people, I encourage people to go over to iTunes and uh, subscribe to that podcast. We are talking about the Jennifer Lopez movie, The Boy Next Door, minute by minute. Um, I've recorded like eight episodes so far, and they're pretty funny. So I hope everybody goes and uh, checks that yeah, out. I'll be doing episodes. Probably three months after the podcast premieres. Very excited. You'll be there, though. I'm hosting. Uh, yeah. I moved Will, up my uh, duties. <laughs> Will, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I'd like to plug the podcast uh, Never Not Funny, hosted by Jimmy Pardo. It's a good oh. show. Go over and listen to it. I just listened finally to the Kumail Nanjani episode. It was great. Uh, that is a great show. Being good. I, I, can I don't have you. personally have anything to plug, but you know, <laughs> it's a really funny show. If you like this show, it's an amazing show. If you like this show, probably. <laughs> never listen to this one again. Yeah. This show is not funny. <laughs> that show is never not funny. All right. Well, are we done here? Are we good? <laughs> are we good? Do you want to talk about your dad? <laughs> Who are you like? guys? <laughs> thanks, I interviewed uh, a thanks. President Obama. <laughs> 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 thanks for uh joining us tonight and uh come back next time when we'll be someone will be talking about uh titus andronicus's <laughs> new album yep. boomer lives <laughs> bye everybody bye what the fuck what <laughs> <laughs>